the animated frontier. These are the voyages of the Cellcast podcast. It's continuing mission to explore strange new cartoons, to seek out new animation styles and new creative storytelling methods, to boldly go where so few ever go again. episode of the Cellcast. Joining me today is a man who uh, hopefully didn't get l- get dropped into the Valley of the Lost. Welcome, Jacob. Thank you. I think. <laughs> well, I, I don't want you lost. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Like, even be like, yeah, I'm not part of some great rebellion that has like tarnished your, you know, tarnished the hordes, you know, evil schemes. <laughs> and I'm not Hordak. So well, that's that's good. That's a good I thing. I can't turn myself into an ugly rocket. <laughs> Very true. Why thank you? And let me introduce our co-host, a man when danger arises, he's not like Cal or Cringer hiding under the couch. Welcome, Drew. That's debatable. <laughs> so you're saying you're more like Cringer? Are you Cringer or Battle Cat? Honestly, I don't think I've been in a situation to find out. <laughs> okay. Anyway, how are you doing, Jake? I am I am doing great. It's it's been a very long Ugh. Okay, Memorial Day just passed. Yeah. And I work in uh groceries, cus- groceries customer service, what have you. And those are the f- four four days that are just the busiest. Now, Christmas Z- Christmas and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving are just packed, unless you get like a national disaster like nine eleven or you know coronavirus. Coronavirus. Good night. Don't that that was two months of just straight. Just like oh my gosh, I can't think straight. But yeah, it's it's one of those months where you just one of those four days where it's just like. You can't think straight because you just can't stop. And uh, today was good because it was a nice slow day until about noon and then just hammered. All right. So before we get into it, I really want to give a huge shout out to an artist that I've come to really, really respect and just love his art. Uh, His name is Jason Flowers. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram as far as I understand. Uh, I backed one of his Kickstarter projects, Bounty Bullfrog. It is kind of a combination of the Punisher meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's brutal. Uh, it just came to my doorstep, and I was overexcited. And I've read half of the Jason, so I'm going to get there. So, uh, if you are interested in purchasing this issue one of this uh, independent comic and give independent comic artists the very needed support, you can order yourself a copy at jasonflowersart.com dot bigcartel.com slash product slash bounty bullfrog one pre-order so if you want to go and support him he's really good he's big in the turtles uh right now he is doing uh his month of turtles and so if you're wanting more turtle work go check him out yeah it's been a it's been a really good day how about you well i had a good weekend over the weekend 
Uh, got a lot, got some rest in, mm. except for about five minutes on Sunday morning, mm. where I exercised my lungs. Oh yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> I sang the special Sunday morning. Yeah, it was really good. Oh, Bra- thank you. Yeah, bravo, it was really good. I never. That's the thing. I never. I can never tell from my end if it was good or not. Yeah. I know everyone says it's good, but you know, it's hard to tell sometimes. When yeah. You're trying to judge your own work. Yeah. Oh, completely. I agree. Agree yeah. artistically. Oh yeah. But uh, yeah, we did. I did that. We did that. Bleh. And then uh, pretty much that's it. I hadn't done. It was a rather slow day at work. So mm. there's that. Okay. So uh, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? So uh, I was trying to find the movie True Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, and uh, I just couldn't find it anywhere. Like, no one had it. And so, it looks like I'm going to download it from somewhere and watch it. But I went to a, um, a, a a local game exchange looking for the movie. They didn't have it. And even one of the guys who runs it says, we normally have like 10 copies of this movie. They didn't have it. So, we got to talk about movies. And uh, he mentioned um, uh, Commando, a movie he did, I think, like a year and a half after... Uh, Schwarzenegger did Terminator mm-hmm. and uh, I'd watched it a few times when I was younger I sold it uh, I watched it another time and I just like this is the most dullest movie in the planet and so after a couple of years and a little more maturity I watched it and I was like this is not a bad film it really isn't and another movie I watched which people have been ragging on me for years you have to watch the movie you have to watch it now Grant I am not a comedy fan now, I'm not, I'm not a slapstick, stupid comedy fan. So the, you have to watch Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. And I kind of re, I kind of resisted it for years. Of course. Watch out with Spaceballs. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Either way, so I, 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 perched, I perched it a couple, of, like, a couple of months ago from like just a, a big bundle of movies. And so my... My boss, Patrick, uh, had just be like, like, have you seen Spaceball yet? So I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. Somehow. you got to watch it. So I, I popped it in the night before, and uh, I laughed my ever-living butt off. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Uh, highly recommend it. I know it's been out since the 80s. Probably everybody and their mother and their dog and their cat have watched it already. Probably multiple times, but this is my first time watching it. I enjoyed it tremendously. Uh, I think when it comes to comedies, it's either A, you hit the comedy right, and it's not just stupid comedy for stupid comedy's sake. And you have a a decent story behind it. And give me some good character development, which this movie really doesn't. Uh, But I really enjoyed it because Mel Brooks just knows how to nail comedy. (laughs) And uh, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. I watched Spaceballs for the first time, and I enjoyed it. Uh, we also watched... I'm not making the connections I need to make in my mind as to why you like Spaceballs, <laughs> but didn't like Galaxy Quest. My... But it could have just hit you wrong. That's what I'm going yeah, with. It the... hit you wrong that day. Yeah, it's just, I, I remember watching that movie, and it's just more... I think it just took its... To me, it took itself way too seriously as a comedy. That's the point. <laughs> but... It's got to be anyway. Anyways, anyways, anyways. We'll anyways. Fight about this later. Yeah. 
either way, uh, and then we were over at our friend Chase's house for a Bible study, but it was only me, Drew, and Chase. Uh, remember, Chase was on our... Uh, yes, our Tron episode. Tron episode. Go check that out, episode, when you get a chance. Uh, so we watched a... a a uh, 15 minute short of a TV series that I had never watched before. I never watched the original because I think I had grown. Well, you of... don't like stupid comedy, so. Oh no, but this was actually pretty good. Uh, Powerpuff Girls Z, which is the uh, anime version of the, the Powerpuff Girls. The Powerpuff Girls, and I thought it was like, wow, this is really good because I, I think it was just somehow the how they drew the characters. Or the design of the characters and the original just kind of threw me off. I was like, this is too weird. <laughs> but uh, the the design and the aesthetic of how they did Powerpuff Girls Z was just... I was like, wow, I was impressed. Because it it paid homage to the original, but it it took the the cultural of, uh, of anime to it mm-hmm. and just made it really good. And I loved... Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Jojo? Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. His design. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And uh, I, I might have to figure out a way to actually watch the original Powerpuff Girls to get a sense and, you know, watch both of them and see like, okay, you know, get watch something I never watched the kid. Or in my case, I was already, I was already a teenager when Powerpuff Girls came out. Uh I enjoyed it tremendously, and then, and then, <laughs> we at that same same time we're we're flipping through, and uh, it flips on to. Okay, so just a quick thing reference here. Powerpuff Girls is on Hulu. Oh, okay. Cool. So, but no Z. Z never technically got a U.S. release, even though it had an English dub. The English dub was made for, I believe, the Hong Kong market. Oh. Why they had to have it in English, I don't know. That's interesting. I could be wrong on that. Even though they got the Canadians to voice it. But anyway. Yeah. Either way. I can get you the Japanese version with subtitles if you want. No, I'm good. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Uh, So, and then we watched a movie we've already... We already... Uh, reviewed here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Pro Mare. I'll put it this way. We were not, I was not paying attention to what they were picking because we were talking a little bit earlier and I was looking at something on Facebook and he, Chase picked something. Neither one of us were paying attention to what he picked. No. He just picked something, hit play, and walked into the kitchen. Oh, yes. <laughs> I knew what was coming. He didn't. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. So it's like, oh, Studio Trigger. This will be fun. I remember this lion logo with the barbecue. Uh-huh. <laughs> what is this? And all of a sudden it goes to like the first little bit. I go, Oh, I know what these triangles are. <laughs> uh, so yes, we watched Promare. Uh, there again, if you, if you haven't listened to our, listen, our, uh, our episode on Promare, then go watch, go listen to it. Um, at least watch the movie. And then yes. Go, listen to go it. love this. Um, Even if you've already seen the movie, go watch the movie again. Yeah. It's so good. It's so trippy. It's so just like, what the heck's going on? But it's so good. It's yes. so good. Uh, so yeah, I think we're going to do a, a guy's night out. We're going to go watch premiere again, theater. in a theater. Cause we didn't, none of us <laughs> saw it in the theater. When exactly. It was and apparently it's showing again in September. So yeah. Yeah. So That's yeah, gonna happen. Uh, so I think that comes to an end of what I have been watching. So what have you been watching, Drew? Uh, 
Well, right before you got over here, I was watching an anime movie that we'll be reviewing later this year. Mm. My Neighbors the Yamadas. Oh. Now, it is a movie in that it is a two-hour feature-length film. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're one of those people who thinks that it has to have a general story and it can't be just a bunch of vignettes or skits, and uh, for some reason and you think that's it has to have some centralized story, everything wraps around, you may not like the movie. But it's also one of the most surreal movies I think I've ever watched about mundane things. You're welcome, by the way. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but we'll be reviewing that this November sometime. Uh, and then yesterday, I got an itch to watch to to watch uh, Assassination Classroom. Hmm. Interesting. You know what that is? I've heard of it, so, but I, I really I've, I've never I've seen like bits and pieces of it, but no, never have. When you get a chance, you get it. You need to watch. You need to give it a try because it's actually a very good anime. Yeah. Even though there's some bits of it that are a little. Uh, shall we say crazy? Oh, a little. Uh, we, we just talked about Promare here. Oh, <laughs> uh, this is a little more grounded than Promare. Okay, just saying. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the, the actually it's a lot more grounded than Promare. Yeah. By but, the way, the 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 music you're listening to right now, if you can even as, hear it. If you can hear it, it's actually one of the songs from Promare. So yeah. After we found it. After we found <laughs> it, yeah. It's not on the soundtrack. No, it's not. But um, uh, anyway. Yeah, anyways. Uh, so I watched like six episodes of that. And yeah. Like, you know, really quickly, it's like, oh, man, I, I remember why I loved the show. Why did I not watch season two already? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm working my way through that. And, of course, I'm still working my way through Star Wars Clone Wars. I'm all, Once again, I'm almost through season four. Ah. I'll finish it eventually. Ah. Uh, but pretty much, that's all I've been watching. All right. So, uh, since we don't do news anymore. No. Time for our spoiler-free section of our review I on the guess movie so. He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword. Yes. Jacob, why did you torture me with this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let, let the uh, the uh, Inquisition commits. Uh, the Inquisition? Yes! <laughs> How is it the Inquisition? I don't know. It's the first thing that popped my mind. <laughs> But either either way, because nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Maybe you don't even know what that's a reference to. Uh, <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face, <laughs> and because I don't think you've ever watched anything of Monty Python outside of Holy Grail. Yeah, that's the only whole Monty Python thing I've ever watched. But I know well, the nobody reference. expects the Spanish Inquisition. So let's move. That on. is true historically. Oh gosh, but either way, uh, the reason I picked this movie. Because I have this huge nostalgia for He-Man growing up. Uh, it's one of the shows, one of those 80s cartoons I watched as a kid and just loved. I remember from very early age drawing just because we'd be at my grandparents' place. And uh, my brothers would be coloring and trying to do shapes. I'm sitting here trying to draw He-Man and Battle Cat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to battle Skeletor. And I think I did a pretty good job for a four-year-old. For a five and five, six year old, uh, which I, I wish I would have kept some of that. I really wish I would have. But uh, oh, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts. True. Either way, 
Uh, I just, I remember watching this film because my brother was having eye surgery. My baby brother, Daniel, was having eye surgery. And so we were staying with my grandparents. They lived just down the hill from us. So the two movies we got was He-Man and she The Secret of the Sword, mm-hmm. and The Transformers, the movie. Can I just say what I think is the better of these two movies right quick? <laughs> yep. Transformers. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you. We've we've already we've already reviewed Transformers the movie, so yes. go check go check that episode out. Um yeah, so we watched that. I remember really enjoying the movie. I thought it was kind of weird, but uh there again, I was very young at the time, and I just remember really enjoying it. So I found a version on YouTube. I powered it. I know. Arr. But uh, well, you, you, YouTube you, li- you live not, and learn. You repent. The YouTube uh, version is not, is not uh, pirated, pirating anymore because no, no. they put it up there themselves. Right. But I'm talking about like, you know, early on. <sighs> yeah. You know, our, you know, I repented and returned return to, return, return to my ways. Uh, so... And then eventually I, I learned, it's like, oh, they have a digital download of this legally. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll, do, I'll watch that. This is not the movie I remember. And this is a lot longer movie than I remembered. <laughs> and then uh, I put it on the list and Drew over here was like, what in the world is this? It's like, you'll find out. <laughs> and um, No, I think my reaction was, really? <laughs> yep, really. Well... Considering some stuff I've thought about putting on the list. <laughs> hey, the, the the more and more, the further the rabbit hole we go down this. We're going to have more and more of this stuff. This odd, oddball movies Which beyond the fine. That's part of the reason we're doing this. Yeah. Hint. Uh, yeah, there again, He-Man was a big, you know, kind of a big deal with me as a kid. Uh, I'm more of a, tr- I'm more of a uh, Thundercats fan than anything. Uh, but... I, I still love He-Man. I went back and I started watching the original series after I bought the uh, the uh, the complete collection, and I was like, "Wow!" I'd be like, I was blown away by some of the the uh, the storytelling, uh, some of the animation. Even though they recycle animation like every two minutes, uh, yeah, uh, just a little bit. Uh, as an example in this movie, uh, there's a lot of really good storytelling in that series, and I was very impressed by that. Uh, and then watching the movie uh, on the big screen, on a bigger screen for the first time in forever. Uh, or actually, the first time ever. First time you probably watched the show on anything bigger than 30 inches. Of this movie, yes. Right. And I was thinking, be like, okay, Drew is not dropping some Frozen reference here. What was like Frozen reference? For the first time forever. <laughs> For the first time in forever, I can go the distance. That's Hercules. No. Anyway. <laughs> Nerd points dropped. <laughs> Just kidding. Either it's way. frozen. I'll be forgiven. <laughs> but his heart won't. I don't even follow you at this point. <laughs> Welcome to my dyslexic mind. ADD mind, whichever. <laughs> either way, either way. So, yeah, um, I have a huge nostalgia for this film. Uh, I know it is severely flawed as a film. 
it's five episodes of the first five episodes of She-Ra Princess of Power. Um, and that just blew my mind when I learned that. And I was like, oh, okay, that, that totally makes sense. That explains actually, everything. I actually watched the first five episodes from She-Ra and uh, there's some, quite a few different animation scenes they've redid for this film. And uh, I was like, okay, that's interesting. <laughs> but yeah, this movie's got some problems. Oh my gosh, problems. That's putting it mildly. Yes. So yes, that is my spoilerific. Uh, what about you, Drew? Well, this was, of course, my first viewing of this era of either He-Man or She-Ra, mm-hmm. much less this movie. Um, animation was about where I was expecting it, having watched Star Trek, the animated series, which was also animated by Filmation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> It's five episodes turned into a movie. Good that, night. That is so true. And boy, is it obvious. <laughs> I knew that's what was happening about and 40 minutes in. It's like, well, oh, gee, this story is wrapping up now. It's like, it feels like it's been about long enough for a movie. They're going to go back to, to Eternia. And Shira's going with him. What? Wait a minute. Where are we in this movie? We've. I've only been watching for 40 minutes. <laughs> what? <sighs> Jacob, what have you done to me? <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. That's okay. I'll get my revenge next week. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> so I, I, the movie is... Here's the thing. Passable? It's, it is a movie. <laughs> it is a movie. Okay. It's five episodes turned into a movie. So I can... I, I think I've seen them do the edit the episodes into a movie thing better in other series. Okay. But, uh, this is not something I'm going to be watching again. I'll tell you that right now. Gotcha. It was okay. I didn't regret watching it because I knew this was going to make a funny episode. All right. So yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts. Um, if you have any sort of nostalgia for He Man, and you can forgive a lot of stuff, <laughs> watch the movie. Yeah. If you're like me, run away, run away <laughs> very far. No, Grant. If if you don't have nostalgia for the original series, you're gonna be like. What the heck is going on here? No, no, I knew what was going on. I was following, and that's the scary part. <laughs> I was following what was happening. In fact, I was actually ahead of what was going on. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, okay, this is interesting. Boy, they didn't spend a lot of money on this animation. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Anyway, we'll get to more of that in the spoiler section, which if you got nothing else, yep, I'll go ahead I'm and good. drop the warning. All right, so join us on the other side of the bumpers and we'll get to spoiling this thing. Ray! Okay! This progress is a part of Christian Reek Central Network. And 
Hey, Scoop, what are you doing, man? I don't know, I'm supposed to be reading an ad. <laughs> All right, hold on, give me give me it. Okay. <laughs> All right, this podcast is part of the Christian Geek Central Network at christiangeekcentral.com. There you can find a collection of blogs and podcasts working together to bring you some of the best content on the web for Christian geeks, such as the Richer Rewind podcast. Board the pod and join Captain Francisco Ruiz and First Officer Paul, the Master Interrupter Powers.com, as they and a special guest crewman each week take fresh looks at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. Do you like trivia shows but wish you could stay a little longer with the contestants? Do you wish that if those contestants didn't know the answer from memory, they could Google the answers? Do you love finding out how many of certain objects fit between the Earth and the Moon? And do you want a game show that is completely unfair? Then might I suggest The Raw Quiz Show, where Ryan Ashley Wall pits and competes against five different combatants each season to see who is the true trivia champion. And you can find it over at Pop Americana, which the podcast you're listening to is also a part of. Go to the link in the description to find out more. The following is a spoiler-filled review for the movie He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword. Listener discretion is advised. He-Man and She-Ra, The Secret of the Sword, was directed by Ed Friedman, who also directed some episodes of The Ghostbusters, as in the not-real Ghostbusters... Oh, so the original cartoon, The Ghostbusters. The one Filmation did to... to, uh, Try and steal the cartoon trademark from Ghostbusters. Apparently. Yeah, that was Filmation. Yeah, go figure. Uh, also was also directing this was Lou Kachivas, who directed Mighty Mouse in the Great Space Chase. Oh, wow. Also, Marsh Lamore, who directed Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. We need to do that at some point. Wow. Do you know what that is? No, I don't. Is a anti-drug PSA. Oh, that? From the 90s that included the Muppet Babies, Alf, and like three or four other. Uh, the, the Turtles and the everything? Turtles, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember this. We need to we need to review this just for the stupidity of it. Where in the world do you find them? I will find it. <laughs> One way or another, I will find it. Okay. All right. Also, it was directed by Bill Reed, who directed some episodes of Star Trek, the animated series. And Gwen Wetzler, who directed 1986's My Little Pony, the movie. Huh. It was written by Larry DeTillo, who wrote some episodes of Babylon 5. And Bob Forward, who wrote some episodes of Captain Planet and the Planeteers. Wow. <laughs> The cast includes John Irwin, who voiced Prince Adam, He-Man, and Beast-Man. And in the uh, television show version of The Thing, he played a character named Ronald Radford. Mm. Huh. This was, I think, the Hanna-Barbera cartoon of The Thing. Uh, I was watching a documentary one time, and uh, apparently John Irwin didn't want to do comic cons 
or he didn't want to meet his fans. Mm-hmm. So he's he's talking with the man who voiced. Uh, oh wow, I'm drawing. I'm, I'm uh, he the guy who voiced Skeletor, and uh, uh, I, so I'll appa- find it on here. Yeah, either way. Uh, so. <laughs> So apparently, Alan Oppenheimer. Yes, Alan Oppenheimer. I, I'm, yeah, that's a hard one. <laughs> I Alan Oppenheimer. Okay, I'm gonna butcher that one. <laughs> Alan, I'm yeah, I'm gonna butcher it. I can tell now. I'm gonna butcher it. Just Either, say Alan. Yeah, Alan. Just say Alan. Alan. I'll say Alan. <laughs> Alan Upper. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to your story. <laughs> story. Sorry, ADD, dyslexia, all over the place. Uh, so, anyways, we like he's doing this interview with Alan, and uh, he says that uh, John doesn't want to do cons or conventions. He doesn't want to see fans. His reasoning: he's not He Man. No, he's Prince Adam. Yeah, he's like, and uh, they won't care. No, to be honest. Yeah, Mister Irwin said, "Well, I, he used a little more uh, flattering language." Uh, and no, no kidding. And I'm, and I'm not Skeletor. <laughs> Like, cause he was so, he was so embarrassed that he wasn't actually He-Man that he wouldn't, he wouldn't go to conventions. I don't know if he's still doing them or not, but I thought it was the funniest thing on the planet because you're not the character. You'd be like, you're not this big strapping man. who's. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> but either way, I wanted to get that out of there. All go right. ahead. I wonder if that's actually down here in my trivia. Maybe. Anyway, uh, Melanie Britt. Played Princess Adora, She-Ra, Catra, and Hunga the Harpy. Uh-huh. And in the first two episodes of Avatar The Last Airbender, she played Grand Grand. Re- oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the only voice actress who made it out of the 80s in the show. Wow. Nearly. Um, Alan Oppenheimer, as we said a minute ago, played Skeletor, Man-at-Arms, Cringer, Battle Cat, Bald Rebel, and surprise, surprise, Chef Allen. I, I am. I'll be like, I can't hear eh, Skeletor with. I don't like this. <laughs> anyway, in uh, the Legend of Prince Valiant, he played Merlin. Oh, okay. Linda Gary played Tila, Queen Marlena, Sorceress, Shadow Weaver, Glimmer. And Madam Raz. Oh, Madam Raz. And in Spider-Man the Animated Series 1994, she played Aunt May. I can totally hear that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) George DeCenzo was Bo and Hordak. (laughs) Those are two contrasting characters. It's like, what the heck? Oh, I am a rebel. (laughs) And in Back to the Future played Sam Baines, a.k.a. Lorraine's dad. Boom! <laughs> I thought you'd <laughs> like that. <laughs> I had heard something about that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, he, he was in like a cartoon from the 80s like people knew. And I was like, wait, what? Yep. He, he, he did... Uh, He's Hordak. Hordak. <laughs> He's Hordak. Uh, Erica Scheimer played uh, Queen Angela and Imp imp mm-hmm. yeah the little imp on Hordak's shoulder yes. and she also played wiki and peepo in jason of star command okay 
And last but not least, Lou Scheimer, a.k.a. the producer of the show. Yes. Voice. Embrace, your pe- embrace yourself, people. He voiced King Randor, Swiftwind, Cowl, Mantina, Horde Trooper, Cobra Khan, Trapjaw, Triclops, Broom, Sprag, Sprocker, Garve the Innkeeper, Bard, Messenger, Horde Computer. And in the new adventures of Gilligan. Yes, I do mean the Gilligan of Gilligan's Island. What? Huh? What? He played Snubby the monkey. (laughs) It feels like I got a bad taste in my mouth. What? Yeah. (laughs) There was a cartoon version of Gilligan's Island called The New Adventures of Gilligan. Gilligan. And apparently in that show, there was a character named Snubby the monkey. Oh my gosh, I'm looking this up. (laughs) You know it's got to be pitiful. I know, but... Oh my gosh, that just sounds so bad. (laughs) I'm not not saying you're wrong. I'm I'm not saying that. It's just like, I've got to... Well, while you're looking up, I'll go over the Kingdom Hearts connections. There are none! (laughs) Despite the fact that I named... Every character in this movie, because it was only voiced by seven whole people. That is insane. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Wow. Okay, it had two seasons in 1970, 1974. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. And you can watch it on iTunes. Of course you can. That is crazy. Anyway. Info and stuff. Mm. Good night. I can't imagine there's much of this. Not really. All right. So, for info and stuff. All right. So, you can watch it officially on YouTube on the He-Man official site, our official He-Man YouTube. The entire film uncut. The YouTube channel. YouTube channel. Thank you. Uh, It has an IMDb that is kind of shocking. 7.3 out of 10. I'm guessing there's a lot of nostalgia connected to oh, this Oh, yeah, there's a ton of nostalgia. Because my rating won't be anywhere near that. <laughs> All right, so production was obviously Filmation. Uh, it was distributed by Atlantic Releasing. I've never heard of these people. And for its for its DVD release, more recent DVD release, it was apparently it was all bought out by Universal. So it was been it's been released by Universal uh distributing arm i guess but either way uh it was released to theaters this was a theater release people on march 22nd 1985 uh box office it had an estimated budget of two million dollars its u.s gross was 7.6 and its world gross was 7.6 million dollars it made its money back well, it didn't take much. No, it didn't. It's literally let's recycle, every, let's reuse everything we've done, and maybe a little bit of new animation, and make a movie out of this, and just throw it out there. Either way, that's hold on. No, I don't. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I didn't say you weren't. <laughs> I thought I was, but I'm not. Home release. Uh, the film was released on DVD as part of the Best of She-Ra Princess of Power collection on July 18th, 2006. 
So the movie came out in the mid eighties and it didn't come to any kind of digital. No, it didn't. It did actually on VHS. I don't know when it was released. <laughs> Cause I remember watching it as a kid. <laughs> How do you know it wasn't just recorded off television? That could have bootleg VHS. Like so many of the things I watched as a kid were. That could have been true. That could have been true. So you know how you said you didn't know how Universal got a hold of this for their release? Mm. Atlantic Records folded in 1989 mm-hmm. and is, was acquired by Island Pictures, mm-hmm. which is also known as Island Records, a arm of Universal Music Group. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. That's how they got a hold of it. I gotcha. All right, so it was also released on DVD as a standalone feature without extra episodes of She-Ra as the previous release had on May 6th, 2008. Uh, its final release as of this, uh, as of this recording, uh, the film was recently released on DVD as part of the He-Man and Masters Universe Complete Collection on DVD. Uh, Available at your local Walmart. Yes. Or at least that's where ours is available. That, yeah, that's where that's where I got mine. Uh, from Universal Picture Home Video. Home home entertainment. Let's mm-hmm. say that. Uh, would I would I count He Managed She the Christmas special as a sequel? I don't know. Because yes, it is a it is a quasi sequel, but it's more tying in with all the other stories that are going on with those two series. So I it's kind of a loose sequel. It's a franchise sequel. It's a franchise sequel. There we go. But, uh, I yeah, don't they're, they're, want they're, to be good. I want, want to, to be, be evil. That's Scott Horn being sad. Um, but either way, uh, so yeah, there have been various other versions of he managed to recently out. Uh, you had He-Man and the Masters Universe from 2002 to 2004, I believe. Uh, or also the only known show as, I watched. Or also known as He-Man, uh, He-Man, to, He-Man and the Masters Universe 2000X. And then... We, I just knew it as He-Man. Yeah. So we got that. And, like, There's been different variations of the show that's gone on. Uh, recently, uh, Netflix did uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Princesses. Yeah, of I power. said. I said princesses. I was just being clear. Okay. Princesses of power. Prince- anyway. Yeah. Let's enunciate princesses. Princesses <laughs> of power. Either way, uh, that was like I haven't completed the series. I'm on season three because literally You're further along than I am. Uh, believe me, I binged it. I was like, oh my gosh, so good. Like story wise, it's so good. Like, like you get good character developments, good character arcs. Uh, good story. I'm like, and some of it's like, okay, I see where you're going with this. Kind of. <laughs> uh, That's an odd character to be on the good side with a name like Poisona or Ambusha or whatever her name was. <laughs> All I can say, it was the 80s. They made weird names. Look at this movie. It's a bunch of weird names. I know. <laughs> they were doing whatever they could get copywritten. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but either way, that is... Yeah. On that is all info and stuff. Okay. Finally got an info stuff. All right. Now for the five mile long summary. 
the sorceress of Castle Grayskull is awoken one night by a mysterious magic sword that leads her to a glowing portal known as a Time Gate. Recognizing the sword as the Sword of Protection, the sorceress summons Prince Adam and Cringer the Tiger to Castle Grayskull and sends them through the portal to find the person destined to possess the sword. Finding themselves in the other dimensional world of Etheria, Adam and Cringer stop at an end for lunch and discover Etheria is ruled by an evil intergalactic army known as the Horde. When some Hordesmen soldiers cause trouble in the inn, Adam stands up to them and gets into a fight, which he wins with the help of an archer named Bo, who tells Adam that he and his friend Cowell are members of the Great Rebellion. As word of the fight reaches the Horde's leader, Hordak, Bo and Cowell take Adam and Cringer to the Rebellion's base in the Whispering Woods. They meet the other rebels, including their leader, Princess Glimmer, Tree People, the Twiggets, and Madame Raz, the comically inept witch, who arrives on her talking broom to reveal that the Horde are threatening to enslave the villagers, unless the rebels responsible for the fight in the end give themselves up. Bo is willing to do this, but Adam and Glimmer convince the group that they should fight back to save the villagers instead. As the Horde, led by Force Captain Adora, start taking away the villagers, they are attacked by the rebels, aided by Adam and Cringer in their secret identities as He-Man and Battle Cats. He-Man confronts Adora and the, with, and the Sword of Protection glows in her presence, revealing that she is the one he's looking for. Unfortunately, the distraction allows the Horde to knock He-Man out and capture him. Madame Raz uses divination to discover that the Horde has taken He-Man to their prison complex on Beast Island, and the rebels head there to attempt a rescue. In the prison, Adora interrogates He-Man and agrees that the sword seems to be meant for her, to which He-Man retorts that he is to give it to someone who serves good rather than evil. As it turns out, Adora thinks the rebels are evil, and the Horde are the rightful benevolent rulers of Etheria. Although she admits to not knowing much about life outside of the Horde's base. When He-Man dares her to see for herself what life on Etheria is really like, Adora says she'll think about it. The rebels arrive on Beast Island and manage to get into the prison to find He-Man, only to get captured and imprison themselves. Luckily, Cal manages to elude capture and freeze He-Man, who then frees the others and destroys the prison. In the meanwhile, Adora has ventured into the towns outside the Fright Zone and sees firsthand the cruelties Etheria's citizens are forced to endure at the hands of the Horde. As Hordak and Shadowweaver discuss how He-Man is too powerful a threat to ignore, they are confronted by Adora wielding the Sword of Protection. She has discovered how cruel the Horde truly are, but Shadowweaver enchants Adora into a mystic sleep that will make her forget what she learned and takes the sword, planning to learn its secrets. Later, Hordak shows the Horde his latest weapon, the Magna Beam, a willpower-fueled transporter that will allow him to send the entire rebel base into exile forever. However, none of the Horde's captives have sufficient willpower to fully charge the machine. He-Man sneaks into the Horde base looking for Adora, but Adora once again thinks he's the villain and arrests him. Hordak then has He-Man put in the Magna Beam to charge it overnight. Later that night, Adora has nightmares about He-Man's fate and hears a voice calling her name. She discovers the sorceress talking to her through the Sword of Protection and convincing her to help He-Man, whom the sorceress reveals is not only the good guy, but also Adora's twin brother. Dun, dun, dun! Instructed to hold aloft the sword and say, For the honor of Grayskull, Adora is transformed into the super-powered She-Ra, Princess of Power. After she rescues and revives He-Man, the pair destroy the Magna Beam and make their getaway on Adora's horse spirit, who in She-Ra's presence is transformed into the talking winged unicorn named Swiftwind. She-Ra! 
then reveals that she is He-Man's sister, leaving them confused as he's sure he doesn't have a sister when She-Ra explains that she is told by the woman in the sword, He-Man uses the sword of protection to contact the sorceress and she explains everything. When Adam and Adora were born to King Grandor and Queen Merlina, Eternia was invaded by the Horde. Unable to defeat the combined might of the Eternian army and the magic of Castle Greyskull, Hordak plotted to demoralize them by kidnapping the newborn royals. Aided by his favorite pupil and He-Man's future arch-enemy, Skeletor! Although the kidnapping was interrupted by man-at-arms, Hordak escaped with Adora and ultimately fled through a time gate. The sorceress was unable to discover which dimension Hordak took Adora to, so she cast a spell that wiped all memory of Adora from the people of Eternia, except for herself, Man-at-Arms, King Randor, and Queen Marlena. Thus, Adam was raised unaware of his sister's existence. Convinced by the sorceress's story, He-Man happily accepts She-Ra as his sister, returning to the rebel camp as Adam and Adora. The rebellion accepted Adora into their ranks after learning that Adora was mind-controlled into serving the Horde. The rebels have also discovered that Queen Angela, rightful ruler of the Kingdom of Brightmoon, is being held prisoner on nearby Talon Mountain. So Adam and Adora volunteer to rescue her as He-Man and She-Ra. They defeat Queen Angela's jailer, Hunga the Harpy, free Queen Angela, and reunite her with her people, including her daughter, Glimmer. Adam takes Adora back to Eternia to reunite with their parents. But Hordak has found out that Adora is with the rebels and pursues them through the Time Gate. Finding himself back on Eternia, Hordak goes to his old base on Snake Mountain and discovers that Skeletor is now the principal villain of Eternia. Skeletor is not pleased to see his old mentor. Upon learning that Hordak is after Adora, Skeletor agrees to help him to be rid of him. Magically disguised as cooks, and with Hordak inside a giant cake, Skeletor and his henchmen manage to infiltrate the royal palace and kidnap Adora. As men-at-arms, Tila and He-Man reassure the distraught king and queen that they will save Adora. Skeletor betrays Hordak and forces him back to Etheria, planning to ransom Adora for himself. However, Adora manages to outwit her captors and, reclaiming her sword, deals with the villains as She-Ra before running into the rescue party as He-Man introduces She-Ra to the others and helps her to convince them that Adora is safe. Skeletor is left bemoaning... A female He-Man? This is the worst day of my life. Adora returns to Etheria to aid the rebellion, a decision accepted by her family, and the sorceress sends Adora and Spirit back to Etheria, telling them that they can use the Sword of Protection to summon aid from Eternia, should they ever need it. Adam and Cringer tag along, offering to help Adora get the rebellion off to a big start. As He-Man and She-Ra, the twins help the rebels liberate Brightmoon, learning more about She-Ra's powers in the process, including using empathy to communicate with the wild animals of the Whispering Wood and healing Swiftwind when he shot by the Horde. He-Man and Battle Cat then return to Eternia while She-Ra and Swiftwind resolve to stay until all of Etheria is free. Ah! <laughs> That was too funny. I should have oh done that all the way through. Oh my gosh. I may re-record that whole thing, but with me doing the He-Man and She-Ra part every time. <laughs> yes. Props for that. That was amazing. Trivia. This movie was made out of the first five episodes of She-Ra, Princess of Power, 1985. Mm -hmm. Its purpose was to introduce She-Ra's character 
for the new show that would accompany He-Man as a sister show. The TV episodes were created first and then edited into the feature film. This meant that the music score had to be restructured and a couple of scenes were tweaked. Uh, the first He-Man feature film released on the big screen. Canon Films released a live-action feature film, Masters of the Universe, in 1987, starring Dolph Lundgren as He-Man and Frank Langella as Skeletor. A new He-Man in the Masters of the Universe movie has been in development heck since the year 2000. Very true. When Hordak shoots Madame Raz's flying ship out of the sky, the display on his control panel flashes the words, Die! Die! <laughs> In the scene where the sorceress tells He-Man and She-Ra about how Hordak and Skeletor were about to capture both of them after they were born, Skeletor was originally supposed to be wearing a Horde uniform. That would have made more sense. That made sense. Yeah, that would have been. Like the He-Man television series before it, this film was based on a popular line of toys. She-Ra and her rebel friends were all released as part of the She-Ra line. Most of the Horde characters, on the other hand... Hordak, Leech, Mantena, and Grizzlor mm -hmm. were all part of the Masters of the Universe line. Yep. Catra was the only Horde member who was released as part of the She-Ra line, as she was originally intended to be She-Ra's arch enemy before Hordak was eventually given that role. Which I is why I think she's the main enemy in Princesses of Power. I think so. They, they eventually get around to Hordak. Oh, yeah. Catra's animation model was designed by Dale Hendrickson, based on prototypes for the Mattel action figure in the Princess of Power line and various concepts from the Filmation character design department. Okay. Jacob. Yes. Your first like, if you please. My first like. All right. So my would be, I'm going to go, go for the, 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 uh, the low hanging fruit here. Uh, it's definitely got nostalgia bills for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there again, like I said in the opening, uh, this was the show that I adored when I was a kid. Not Adora, but adored. Um, like, there's just something about when I watch this movie, it brings me back to being a very small child. And it brings back all kinds of wonderful, fuzzy uh, getting up at 7 in the morning to, you know, get your... Uh, get your extra, pop tart, extra sugary cereal, exactly, milk and orange juice, and go go stir crazy for an, for half an hour. Yeah, you sit in front of the television for like three hours and just watch all these amazing cartoons come out, like in the like the eighties and nineties. And uh, there again, it's it's the nostalgia feel, and it's just it's warm and fuzzy, and it just makes you feel really really good. I mean, like you ask any kid, what was the shows that you watched as a kid? And it's going to suck you back into it. It makes you remember it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like you're, the song that you, the first time you heard a song, and it's just like, it brings you back to that moment. And um, for that, it's just like, yeah, it's the nostalgia of it. Um, now, Grant, as a kid, I didn't get any of this. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, He-Man's got a sister. She was kidnapped. I'll get to that in my dislikes in some fashion or form. But, um... Uh, we're sorry, He-Man. Your princess is in another castle. That is true. And, and like, yeah, to kind of a hint what my dislikes, something about the sorceress. Let's just say that. Either way, so my dis my nostalgia feelings are so uh, infused with this series. Uh, I think it's bigger, but it's more infused with 
Thundercats and uh, Transformers and uh, Turtles. It's a bit like it's it's all that. If you if you have something that is connected with that, some kind of linking tissue, it's gonna be, and I'm there. So yeah, it's the nostalgia for me. What's your number one? I love, in a strangely ironic way, and kind of also not an ironic way, the cheesy pop theme to this movie. Oh my gosh. It is so stupid. Agreed. It is so dumb. And Agreed. Yet, it's kind of catchy. Agreed. For the honor of love. <laughs> for the power of love. <laughs> it's the 80s. What do you expect? This is stupid. This is horrible. This is fun. I yes. Agreed. It's one of the bright spots. Because, I mean, when it, was, when it first started playing, when I put the disc in, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> this is what kind of film this is. And I was more looking at the fact, like, huh, there's a still image of Skeletor. There's a still image of He-Man. And, oh, look, Cal, for some reason, is the only one animated. <laughs> Why? <laughs> and not that I knew it was Cal. Oh, no. At the time, I was like, oh, look, a rainbow-colored koala. That makes sense. <laughs> and he's, he's the only part one owl. animated. What? He's part owl, remember? <laughs> I don't care. He's a koala bird. The thing can be part bat. He's still rainbow colored. This is not bat koala. <laughs> no, they make him a horde character. I am vengeance. <laughs> I am the night. I am cold. <laughs> okay, breathe. Breathe. Uh, breathe. <laughs> I'm gonna have to draw that. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, I mean, the, the, the song itself is ridiculous, and I remember <sighs> thinking, okay, the, the thing ends, and and of course, the first episode mm -hmm. <laughs> starts playing. And you're like, okay, that's probably the last I'm gonna see of that. Right. And then you get to the end credits. It's like, oh, there's four minutes of this. Ooh, fun. It's like, oh, this is. Still kind of... I didn't turn it off. I kept listening to the whole thing. Because... I, I... Iron Man has taught me well. Never leave until you see the MPAA icon. That's when you stand up. But anyway. Uh, yeah, it's... Oh, too funny. I like... The, the weird catchy pop song is yeah, okay. one of my likes. What's your second like? Okay. My second dislike... would be it's it's very similar to yours the it's something about the 80s cheese that just it's like okay there again it goes back to my childhood but at the same time there was something so innocently cheesy about you know, like this movie mm -hmm. i just i can't put i can't put a thumb i can't put I can't put a thumbtack on it, but there's just something about it. It's just like, okay, it kind of, it molds itself into the nostalgia, but at the same time, it's got this, it's so iconic of being in the eighties and the, the feel and 
the the lines and the character designs and everything about it. It's just like it's so 80 cheese that I enjoy it. But at the same time, as an artist, I'm like, redesign the characters, please. <laughs> Give me like Ooh, we ha- we will talk about that in a minute. Oh yeah, good night. Yes, yeah. That that is. I'd be like watching this movie. I'm like, okay, I totally get it. It's 80s. They did some really good work with uh, uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, but it's like it could have done better. But either way, um, yeah, it's it's the uh, it's the 80s cheese of it. It's just like I enjoy it for that that uh, that that Gouda taste, <laughs> that good 80s Gouda taste. Yes, embrace <laughs> so, the cheese. It's Gouda for you. Yeah, just don't eat too much of it. You're gonna just be miserable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the nineties, you get a little more, you know, darker flavor. You, you know, get more of that, um, pro Malone or something like that. You get, you get a, you get a better cheese. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a much, it's a, little, fi- it's a much finer cheese in the nineties. A little more bitter, but that somehow makes it better. Yeah, exactly. It's bitter. Cause it's better. Anyway, either way, better. Cause it's better. I don't know. So what is your number two? I am a sucker for a redemption story. Agreed. And at least uh, Adora, we do get one. I mean, she's, uh, as far as she knows, she is serving the rightful rulers. And the, and obviously she's never been outside the fight. Sheltered the right word when you're on the side of evil. (laughs) I guess. Like, does her upbringing was very carefully controlled. Yeah. Uh, And so obviously she thinks. That uh, you know, every everything the horde has been doing is evil, and the rebels are just rebel scum, and they shouldn't be mm-hmm. fighting back and all this stuff. And then she goes out and sees how everything's going, saying, "Huh, are we the bad guys?" <laughs> well, also you got to think she's she's under the the mind control of I know Shadow Weaver. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, I'm watching this and going, "Okay, this is an interesting story." And of course, yeah, you know, she. Comes back to the side of good, but then gets put back under a spell. So she's mm-hmm. on the side of evil, and but yet she's not completely on the side of evil because she's talking to He Man like, not as a villain would talk to the hero. Mm-hmm. They're more like, well, I know what they're doing is wrong, but is it wrong? Kind of a thing. <laughs> and like it's it's so like you're so com- complex about it. It's like yeah, like do you know do you know what good is? Do you know what bad is or it's evil like, is? I know you're good and they're evil, but isn't it all right if I just keep going along with the way things are? Isn't that good? It's like, no, 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 it's not. Quit, quit acting like you're not the the villain here at the moment. And then she finally, you know, now admittedly, this is like all in the first hour, maybe first forty five minutes. Wow, it's very it's fast in all comparison because we're introduced to the character, we see that she's been tricked all her life and she mm-hmm. doesn't know it. Yeah. And I guess she really hasn't done anything evil per se. Possibly. But. Anyway, I I like that we have a redemption story, even if it's a fairly weak redemption story. Agreed. And then the last 45 minutes of the film, it's like, oh, here's the next three episodes that have nothing to do with each other. Have fun. Except He-Man's in it for some reason. Pretty much. (laughs) Because these are all five episodes of. She-Ra. He-Man had no reason to be here in these episodes. 
Except I think they crammed him in. But anyway. Alrighty. So mine's kind of tying in with yours. It's the uh it's She-Ra's backstory. It's She-Ra's backstory. It's Ardora's backstory that she was kidnapped by the evil horde. Uh, the fact that she has no memory of this, the fact that uh, the sorcerer is basically blanked everybody's uh, memory of Adora. Like even Prince Adam had no idea he had a sister and uh, like her, like her redemption arc of becoming the hero or the heroine. And uh, like, it's good storytelling in that idea that she, she finally comes to the realization that the people who have raised her, have tricked her, have manipulated, have tricked her, have uh, used her to do evil on innocent people. And she, she comes to the side of good, even though I think it's a bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very cheesy because it's the eighties. Um, but I think it's, it's a really good story arc. It's a really good story. It's a really good background of, it's like, oh my gosh, you get a character who's been manipulated that she has been twisted and uh, contorted into, you know, like something like maybe she's not uh, there. There's a good uh, DC comic uh, of this story. They redid it back in the, I want to say the early two thousands. It was a uh, he man masters universe where they reintroduce uh, Adora, but, she's actually a force captain. <laughs> like they, they invade Eternia mm-hmm. and she's not be like, Oh, I'm so confused. It's like, no, she's wearing Hordak like armor and is killing people left and right. She is a force captain who is lethal. I'm like, Oh my gosh, where was this character? But, uh, so yeah, they like, they have a comic out there. So if you want to like get something a little different, which I'm going to at some point, uh, that's available. I think it's in hardback right now. You can get it in uh, you can get it in the uh, graphic novel form. But either way, uh, I, I I just find it really cool when you get characters that have been tricked, manipulated, um, been fed a lie their entire life, and they they come to that realization that oh my gosh, these people are really bad. And I have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you break your, your, uh, your, uh, your chains are broken. Your, your bonds are, your bonds are, uh, you're, you're free from the, uh, the enslavement of a, uh, a wicked master. And now you are, uh, you are, you are now, um, your allegiance has changed to something that is, that is good and noble and honest. Mm-hmm. And I just, I really enjoy that. So yeah, mine was the 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 backstory and the the whole of like uh, Adora's. I wouldn't say it's her redemption because it's more it's more of her revelation. Yeah, the she's the the truth sets her free. Let's say that. Okay. And so yeah, that's that's what I like about this movie. It's just got this very nice that it's the the truth that sets her free and sets her on the path to what she was supposed to be. Um, that she was destined to be. So yeah, that's my number three. My number three 
We're going to circle back around to, I think you're number two, actually. Mm -hmm. It's the cheese. It's the cheese. (laughs) It's the cheese. This is so cheesy. Agreed. You do have to go into it going, oh, yeah, this is going to be cheesy. Mm -hmm. It is. You just have to go with it. I mean, if you try to look at too much, too much, go, yeah, there's something. This is wrong here. This is wrong here. This is work here. You're just going to be disappointed. In the thing, I'm not gonna say you're gonna love the film by any stretch of the imagination, but it's like it's just cheesy. Yeah, you got to go with it and completely agree. Realize this was made for five year olds in 1985. Agreed. Got to kind of go into it with that sort of mindset Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it for the awesome stupidity that it is. Uh, Yes, agreed. Which brings us to our dislikes what is your first dislike okay my first dislike i actually wrote it as my third it's going back it's going up to the first seriously sorceress (laughs) you couldn't have told him be like oh she she gives him such vague information Mm -hmm. he doesn't know where he's going gives him no data no source no nothing oh just go through this portal Here's a sword. Find somebody. That's it. And you it's could. Not, it's not like the sword works like a dowsing rod, saying "Go in this direction." Yeah, exactly. I'm just, just, I'm, I'm, I'm so baffled by this. Like sorceress. This could have gone so wrong so fast. Yeah, exactly. But like he could have popped up in the horde's lair and been captured <laughs> so easily. But it's more, it's like, oh, okay, it's sword will guide you, but they never give you that. The sword doesn't do anything. No, it doesn't. Happens to glow at one point. It's like, how, what if he had gone the other direction? Yeah. He would have been lost in Etheria forever. Yes. He would have never found who this secret, the secret owner of the sword. What if Hordak did not send Adora to go to this little town? Yeah, exactly. What if he had sent uh, Shadow Weaver instead? Yeah, exactly. There, there's just so many variables that, like, you're supposed to be, you know, the, 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 um, what's the word? Uh, the, the keeper of Grayskull, like, all wise and knowing. And you're like, and you don't think to be like, you need to find this person. You don't have to give him the entire detail. Just give him, be like, you're, you're looking for this woman. You're looking, you for, looking for a woman named Adora. Go find her. Yeah, go find her. Be like, this is this is That's the all person. You all you have to do. Not be like, I can't be like, don't ask any questions. Really? <laughs> it's like, like, okay, just go back to your bird form. Go sit on a perch. <laughs> That's about much use you're being here. <laughs> yes, but remember how Adam responded. Oh, well, I guess if you think there's someone up through this portal that deserves this sword, I better go find him. <laughs> yeah. Come, Cringer. Oh, I don't like the looks of this. <laughs> it's like Cringer's the only smart one in this group, isn't exactly. he? <laughs> it's like Adam is so naive. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. Sure, I'll go do this. It's like, Adam, use your head. <laughs> and he just happens to go. Into a spot, he runs into a... uh, thing, he goes to a bar and ruins the town because he was stupid enough to act in that instance. And he pretty much doomed the entire town to slavery. Yeah, pretty much. And they had... It's like, oops, that was us. (laughs) That is what gets um, 
the, Force the, Captain Adora to show up. Force Captain Adora to show up, and the Rebels to actually do something. Yeah. Oh my as, gosh! As far as I can tell, all the Rebels were doing up to this point is meeting, camping. Yeah, exactly. That's not all they were doing. Like, what was oh, the, the madam is coming? Run away! She's evil. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Just the, like the then there's another one. The the fact that like Glimmer says at one point like oh we're gonna go save Thamor. Be like well I think it was the best time to do anything. Like wait a minute. Like you just said me like you've been camping hanging out for how long and you're saying you were the Great Rebellion. This is the first thing you're doing. Seriously, this isn't much of a Great Rebellion. This no. is more of a ho hum rebellion. It's like oh we're gonna get our start by doing this and we fail miserably. Mm-hmm. You're not much of a Great Rebellion. Like, Luke and his compatriots did a much better job than you did. Yeah. Well, that's not saying much. <laughs> that is true. Anyway. He had the force and Adam had a sword. <laughs> a but magic mysteri- sword. He had mysterious powers, just like uh, Luke did. Luke did. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. My first dislike. And I'm going to tell you this right now. All three of my dislikes. Mm-hmm. Could actually be summed up by this one dislike I'm about to say first. Okay. It's five episodes mm-hmm. of a eighty cheap 80s television show edited into one movie. And nearly every dislike I have for the film can be attributed to this fact. <laughs> because here's the thing. I, when I look at something like this, I have to compare it to stuff like it. Okay. And when I think 80s cartoon movie that was introducing a ton of new cast while having the old cast there, even though they killed the old cast to make room for the new cast, but Transformers did it better. For one thing, they actually put some money into their animation. True. True. I mean, it's, it's, it's one thing to repeat animation like over and over and over again, mm-hmm. but when you, but when you can actually tell what's about to happen because you've seen the camera movement ten times mm. by this point, Very it's like, true. oh look, He Man's about to punch the screen, <laughs> but it's actually going to be the the, the Triclops or yeah, one of these other goobers. Oh no. I'm glad, sure glad this isn't in 3D. Oh my! I would think I was about to get punched. punched. <laughs> oh my! And gosh. then you have the stock footage oh, yeah. of the transformation scenes. Now here's the thing: I don't know how many seasons of He-Man were made prior to this movie, but it looks like all of them. Plus, it had spent some years in the mud. <laughs> Because his transformation scene, it did not age well in the transfer. No. At all. And sadly, neither did She-Ra's. And She-Ra's should have nearly been brand new at the time the film was made. So the transfer should be in better shape to the finished film. Yeah. Should be. Yes. It's not. (laughs) It looks like it's... The prints are very, very dirty... And it's the same dirt every time, so it is obviously the cut, the the original cut that would have been edited in that was probably copied 30 or 40 times. Um, And the fact that this looks like an episode, some of this looks like an episode of Scooby-Doo 
Except Scooby-Doo was animated better than this. <laughs> because you can see the walks. They do the walks. I was like, it's like that, that shot is out of Scooby-Doo. Where are you? That is what that shot is from. I can spot it. That could be, Man-at-Arms could be shaggy right now and it wouldn't make a lick of difference. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Next thing you're, you're going to tell me is they're going to rip the mask off of Skeletor and it's going to be Old Man Jenkins. <laughs> Trying to scare everybody out of Eternia. <laughs> so he can make lots of money on, on selling real estate. Oh my gosh. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not. That is so good. Uh, oh. I mean, wow. here's the thing. Yeah. Admittedly, I don't remember the Transformers TV show as well as I remember the movie. Because I've seen the movie a hundred more times. Yeah. But I know the level of quality of the animation is there it's higher in mm-hmm. transformers than it, in transformers the movie than it is in transformers the show this looks like garbage <laughs> i don't mean that because i think he-man looks like garbage I mean, it's one thing when you have no budget to make a or not maybe not no budget a shoestring budget to make a cartoon that's got to go on for three or four seasons to sell toys so you're obviously making it as cheap as possible in the first place. Right. It's one thing to do that. It's one thing that when you are making a theatrical production and you put no work into the theatrical production because you literally cut five episodes together. This movie doesn't really... This movie will forever be tied to the shows that they are technically connected to. It's not, I'm not saying it's... That's the thing. You can watch Transformers by itself, and it's just a fun movie. Yeah. There's no. Oh yeah, this is the the sequel to the television show. I mean, there is there is that, but it's like you know you can watch this, and it's like yeah, they, they don't really. But when you get to He Man and Shira, the Secret of the Sword, admittedly, and a continuing story for He Man and an introductory pilot sh- sh- story for Shira. Even though it is that, there is no. You, you can't just watch this and enjoy it as a standalone film in many ways. Agreed. Maybe with He-Man's story, because it's kind of thing, it's kind of this there, but She-Ra's like, it ends on, and now you should go watch the television show. She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Or She-Ra and the Princess of Power, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the fact that the last 45 minutes... <laughs> was obviously different stories that could have been placed, well, with the exception of He-Man and Adora going back to Eternia. With the exception of that part, it could have been, most of those could have been just played throughout everywhere, but now, oh, we're going to shoehorn He-Man into the story for this episode because it's part of the movie. Pretty much. Maybe they were going to shoehorn He-Man into that anyway as kind of a special. So that's like, hey, kids, you like He-Man? Well, here's the sister. Go watch that show. He may will show up for a couple episodes. The first two episodes are the actual major story. The rest, the other three episodes are other stories that Adam hasn't gone home for him yet. Technically. Anyway, I don't know. It's just, everything can be tied back to the fact that this is five, really five separate stories mm-hmm. with five separate directors and who knows how many different writers that they tried to edit into one movie. And the thing is, what makes this worse, 
I have seen movies that are like four or five episodes edited together into one story mm-hmm. and it works better. What this really needed to be for, for me, what they should have done was taken the backstory they had written. That was the first 45 minutes of the film, the her getting captured or her, be, her working for, you know, up to the point where she becomes She-Ra and they fight Hordak and maybe they knock Hordak on his butt or something mm-hmm. and escaping, you know, everything before they go back to Eternia, basically. That should have been the movie. Agreed. You should have expanded on that and had that be the story. And then maybe have He-Man for the next couple episodes on the show and then cut and run and re- and, and separate the shows again. Until it's time for the Christmas special or whatever. That's just really how I feel it should have been done. So yeah, that is, to some degree, I have touched on the other, at least the sec- my second dislike. But mm-hmm. I'll touch more on that here in a minute. So uh, what is on- your second dislike? <laughs> Mine very much touches on what you just thought about. Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's an explanation. So... Again, going back to this documentary I saw, uh, it's like the the Secrets of Grayskull or something like that. And they go in and they talk about the the origin of He-Man, how it started from, you know, from its origin to, I think, when they were releasing uh, uh, Masters, Masters of the Universe um, Origins or something like that. Not Origins, but uh, Classics. All the way to that toy line. So... They were saying that this big, bad, dark secret that everybody knows that Disney rotoscopes. And? And? <laughs> so, yeah, be like, yeah, you can definitely tell in uh, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs they did rotoscope. And? And? Something, yeah. <laughs> it works. It works. It's I agree. It's a technique, people. It's not the end of the world. Exactly. If so, it's done correctly, it's fine. Yeah, exactly. So but I'm guessing He-Man doesn't rotoscope. Oh, they rotoscope everything in this oh, yeah, film. Yeah, they better because otherwise it's like, boy, y'all didn't do enough work with this. Yeah, it's like like ev- like watching the original series. It's like everything that's not a still shot has been rotoscoped. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. At least when Disney rotoscopes, they actually have decent acting underneath. Yeah, agreed. This, on the other hand. <laughs> No, it's just. I don't know what they wrote a scoped over, but I oh don't think God. it was footage filmed for film for the for the movie. I have no idea, but either way, it'd be like you have the the overuse of rotoscoping. Uh, I know Disney doesn't use rotoscoping as much. They do use a little bit of rotoscoping. Uh, that is a very common fact, but not Funimation rotoscoping. Filmation. Filmation. You know what I mean? Filmation. I'm being. We're just. I'm going for clarity. Yes. Funimation's another company. Agreed. And then, like Drew said, the reuse of shot after shot after shot. After... Oh my gosh. Okay, look, I watch anime. Yeah. I have watched cruddy anime from the 90s and 2000s. I understand why you use stock footage when it's the same shot and it does save you money. But good night, people. Space this out a little better. Mm-hmm. At least you don't have to show them transforming every 15 minutes. It's like, Hey, here's an idea. Cut to them already transformed into He-Man and She-Ra off screen. Mm-hmm. There's an idea. You don't need to kind of run in on screen and go by the power and honor of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. By the air. Yeah. Either way, be like, and then it's the, like, again, reuse of shots 
it's be like, okay, we're going to reuse the same run cycle every stinking time and just flip it. That's all you're, it's, it's such, I mean, like, and like, I think the part of the, you know the animation mean? is not cheap. I agree with you, yeah. but at least use your budget. You know what? Oh I, my gosh. You know what I want to do? I want to take the music from Scooby-Doo and overlay it on top of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'll work. That will work so good. Uh, so well, uh, cause it With just Scooby fits Doo my voice and cringer. But anyway, <laughs> Ooh, no, it's the same character. Uh, yeah, in agree. a way. In a way. Anyway, sorry. That would be funny. That battle dog is when battle Scooby dog Scooby snacks. Battle Scoob. Battle Scoob. <laughs> in either way, so yeah, it's so frustrating watching the. It's like it's rotoscoped out the wazoo, and the reuse of animation, reuse of uh, standard shots all over the place, and you're you're saying, oh, you're you're better than Disney. Give me a break. <laughs> You do know Filmation is a bunch of liars, right? I, I, I'm, because I'm, they said they were pioneering all these effects back in the 60s when they were doing the Star Trek animated series. Yeah, no. Japan had been doing it for 20 years before yeah. that point. So. Disney was doing it better. Yes, it's like, Filmation, shut up. <laughs> agreed. Put out, just, put out just sh- your cheap shows and let's move on. Yeah, agreed. You were making bank. You didn't have to do any of that stuff. <laughs> anyway either way either I'm way gonna jump in on this animation bandwagon too for my second dislike because it yeah, is go for it now don't get me wrong i understand about motifs mm-hmm. i kept everything within the motif of the show the animation from the show and the animation from the movie have to be similar enough hope uh that uh you can believe that they are from the same thing but here's the thing Transformers the movie. <laughs> I know I keep harping on this. But, uh, yeah, that is the same animation motif that the show had. But because they actually put money, money into their budget <laughs> to make the animation pop and be spectacular, it looks better than the show does. And when it come, when you go back the other way, it's it's better now. I mean... The animation in so many of these spots is crunchy and not in a good way. I mean, they reuse shots over and over again, and not just the stock footage, mm-hmm. not just He-Man punching the screen, not just the transformation scenes. I swear I saw half these people using the same run cycle. Oh, yeah. The exact same run cycle. And they were in tune with one. They were they were doing it at the they were, it's like they were run marching. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, I know animation's expensive. Mm-hmm. I know it's tedious. And I know you were trying to make this on the quick. And probably when the episodes were made, you were not expecting it to go to a theater. For this, I do not blame the animators for. Mm-hmm. I blame the producers who decided let's throw this on the big screen and all we're going to do is take five episodes of the beginning of She-Ra and make that the first episode, make that mm-hmm. the movie. Agreed. That's the problem here. It should, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's connected to that. My first dislike. it's five episodes of a TV show that you put on a big screen. Can you imagine this on a big screen? I don't mean just like the size of that TV over there. Yeah. I mean a movie theater screen. No. 
good night. I had to look horrible. I just, I, I just feel that in my bones. It's like it would be too big for what it's doing. I mean, when we saw Transformers, the movie uh, three, three, four years ago, that was almost too big for the animation we had. Yeah. Here it's a lot worse. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> but yeah, it, like the chunkiness and the oh yeah, and the the fact that it's not even it's it's not even it's animated on twos. It's yeah, not threes. Uh huh. I'm half expect I just half expected there to be three frames for every bit of animation, and oh my word, so many times it's just mouths moving. Uh huh. It's just mouths. It's like. Good night. I grew up on Star Trek, and it wasn't this boring in comparison. <laughs> get to the get to the reason I'm here. I know you're setting up a story, but there is so much talking in this movie, so much talking for a, for seven people to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's my second dislike. What is your third? My third dislike. It's too long. Like like we were talking before, like you felt a, felt like it was a three hour film. It's I said uh, it's two and a half two and a half hours. It feels like a three hour film. It's only an hour and forty minutes. It's like twenty minutes too long, yeah. almost thirty minutes too long. Trim the fat people. At the very least, cut off the part where Adam is coming back to Eternia to go save. Who did he come back to save in that last section? It wasn't the Angela thing. That was earlier. Because Angela was back in that scene. No, they they were coming back to uh to uh the to uh uh reclaim uh Bright Moon. Oh, yeah, rec- that should be the first episode of the show. Yeah. That's what that should be. Adora and Adam Adora leaving to come back to stand with her with uh the with as a freedom fighter, that should that was her that was the end of the movie. Yeah, that's it what it should have been. I, mean, I think it should have ended even before that point. But if you're gonna end that point, if you're if you're gonna have this other part, do that then. At least because I I can kind of understand why they kept going because you had to explain the mystery of how Adora got to Etheria. Right. You had to explain that, and of course, getting Skeletor in there is helpful for that. Right. But. Why did they have to go back and capture Bright Moon in this movie? That could have been the next episode. Agreed. You could have had Adam for his cameo then, and then have him go back, and the show would be normal at that point. I don't, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm jumping in on yours. No, dude, it'd be like you are perfectly fine. It is like there again when 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 Adora leaves Eternia. That should should it would have been oh, okay. Here's our our our. Um, our, our lead into the show. Our lead into the show. Or, like, heck, you could have gone with when they go back to Eter- Etheria and uh, when they transform. That could have been the end. But no, they had to go back for another, I think it was like another 10 minutes yes. of, of doing animation. It's like, good night. Cut this thing off. <laughs> like, it's it's too long. Cut the fat in the film. Make it, you know, trim it down. Make it leaner. You know, give give it more like an athletic build, and just make it like just focus the story because I exactly. feel like you don't know what the story is. If you don't know what the story is, I can't help you because I can only go off what you give me. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel like you know what the story is. How can I? How can I, an audience member, follow? Mm-hmm. I know in some ways this is just a movie meant for kids, 
Agreed. And kids' attention spans, even then, were short. But I can't imagine kids could would want to sit there for an hour and 40 minutes, no matter how much cool action was happening on screen. Agreed. And boy, do I feel sorry for parents dragged along to this film. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said. I mean, this is... This movie is one of... I actually am going to count as one of the reasons people think that cartoons and animation in general is meant to be for kids. Yeah. Because they they get dragged to something like this and they're going, this is so stupid. I hate this. I'm ready to go home. I'm bored out of my skull with what's going on because they can see all the problems. Yeah. It's not Disney's fault. Disney has actually been one of the people who've tried to help to create something, uh-huh. create family films mm-hmm. great films everyone can enjoy, go in and watch um but this is the kind of stuff that has led to some of the some of the bad stuff the more bad stuff we've talked about recently mm-hmm. where it's like these are kids films we can do we can just shove whatever we want at them agreed and i feel like this is one of the first one times they did that i could be wrong i could be others but I, I i would completely agree with you like if they it's it's treating your audience with respect with respect i understand it's a kid's show and uh, I think there's some elements in this movie that is done well, but there again, you're you're like you're you're putting little kid paws on your movie, and not really going for it as a film. Mm-hmm. Like what they should have done was actually make a real movie out of this. Yes. Not let's take the first five, take a really good maybe, budget and make it. Maybe take the basic con- the story that they have in uh-huh. these episodes, and then. Adapt that. Yeah, exactly. Instead of taking the footage. Yeah, I know they... And what I suspect happened... Don't get me wrong. I could be completely wrong here. Right. I From what I... From what everything I've read, they had these episodes finished and in the bag. They did. When they made the decision to make a movie. And they didn't have time to actually make a movie. Mm-hmm. So they took the first five episodes that were already done, edited that together, and made enough connective tissue to connect the five movies, five episodes together. Agreed. It is just. I recognize. I'm not even going to blame Filmation for this. I'll blame Mattel, because Mattel is the toy company behind this thing. Mm-hmm. I bet you it was their decision. Probably. And Filmation is just the kind of people who will not fight back. They say, like, "Sure, we'll do it. Here's how we're going to do it." Yeah. That's my theory. I don't know how true that is. Yeah. My my thought was if they were to redo this movie, and they're they did it's at the beginning of Princesses of Power. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, but no sense. No, yeah, but it has no tissue to He Man. Let's say that. I'm aware of that. I'm being facetious. That's yeah, I know, but that irritated they me. They do at least reference Castle Grayskull. Yeah, they do at the beginning of it. Yeah, agreed. Either maybe, either maybe one. the new He Man show will be like this in reverse. Which one? The new new one. Which one? The There's Netflix two. one. Which one? The Netflix one. Which one? There are two of them. <laughs> There is He-Man, Masters of the Universe, or correction, Masters Universe, Revelation, and the He-Man the, one. The, the, new he, the new Adventures of He-Man. The new Adventures of He-Man, obviously. Oh, okay. I have no idea. That's my. That would be my... Because imagine if She-Ra had to come over and say, hey, Adam, here's a sword. Have fun. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. My third and final dislike. Yes. The character models. I now I want to be perfectly clear. I, okay. For the most part, I do not mean 
the character models from He-Man. I mean the character models for that are created for She-Ra. Mm-hmm. But the one that stands out to me the most is Bo. Oh, yeah. Because with I'm Bo, not going to fight you on that one. That's, yeah. No, no, no. Here's the thing. And I noticed this on some of the other characters. Not as much on the He-Man design characters, but on the She-Ra designed characters. Mm-hmm. They look like two-dimensional toys. They do. To the point where you can actually see on Bo that little space between the leg part the leg part of the plastic yeah. and the body. It's like that shouldn't be there. He's wearing pants. That should be smooth. Why can I see that? That shouldn't be there. I'm half expecting him to, if he ever got torn apart at some point, there'd be rubber bands in him. <laughs> I don't think that would ever happen on the show. But no, anyway. it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Oh my like, gosh. Oh, you look poor. And the thing is, almost everyone else I looked at, oh, okay. Glimmer. She looked like she was wearing a pink helmet the entire time. And that's her <laughs> hair. Do you know how long it took me to realize that was her hair? <laughs> Probably a while. A while. Because it's like, oh, you're just wearing a pink head, head covering. No, wait. That's not what I remember from the other show. That's her hair. <laughs> that's her hair. That's her hair. <laughs> Why does it have nothing to denote that it's hair? I mean, oh granted, gosh. I can live with the, pl- the, the plastic helmet head look that oh, pretty much everybody else has right. for their hair. But her, they at least have details to, to kind of show. Here's where the the waves, the natural waves of hair are. She's flat. Her hair is flat all the way through. That's a piece of plastic on her head for oh hair. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Oh. It is so bad. It is bad. And the thing is, what I don't understand is I know He-Man, may, the He-Man characters are done so much better and I don't know why. Hmm. Maybe because they were designed three years ago and they've had time to get used to animating and drawing those characters. I don't know how many years yeah. happened between original well, He-Man and this movie. Well, He-Man was started in 1982. So four, they've had four years. Yeah. Essentially to work on the He-Man designs. Right. They just started with the She-Ra designs and they don't know. And they designed them poorly. <laughs> uh, and then when Angela shows up and I'm going... Oh, Angela, at least someone with a human name. Oh. <laughs> oh, the voice acting. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh. Thank but, you, She-Ra. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> Where did this voice come from? But the character design I hate the most. And I don't even remember the character's name. You'll have to help me. Okay. The guy with the bug eyes that can stun people. With his oh, uh, hold on. I know I said his name earlier. I just can't remember what it is. Yes, you did. Hold on. What is his name? Hold his, on. He's only in that one scene. Yeah, he's he's in the show. But I mean, in the movie, he's only in that one scene. And I'm looking at uh-huh. What are you? I mean, Triclops is bad enough. <laughs> well, Triclops is Triclops. Mm. Yes. I can kind of work with that because, I mean... 
ironically, he it does actually look like he's those eyes are painted on on Triclops, but <laughs> that thing pops out and the eyes are sticking out. It's like, Ugh. yeah, boy, you copied the toy too much on this, <laughs> and you keep zooming in on the eyes while he talks. Why? <laughs> oh my gosh. I can remember his line. Yeah. And he, like, his. I guess if I'm going to say what, to narrow everything I just said to what the actual third dislike is, the character designs for the sheer characters are too accurate. Yeah. Toys. (laughs) So that's my number three. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you got me stumped trying to figure out the character's name, but. Sorry. But either way, I'll find it in a minute. So um, that brings us to the end of the review. So we need to rate this thing. Yep. You go first. Jacob, you want me to go first? You go first. You uh, really want me yes. to go first? Fire away. <laughs> Giving it a three. Oh, this is That'd pitiful. Like, this, this is not a shot and over the deck. This is in the main can. This Matt, is here's the, the thing. Here's the thing. I do want to reiterate. I have no nostalgia for this. <laughs> Absolutely none. I am looking at this solely from the perspective of this was an 80s cartoon that I didn't even know existed until 15 years ago in the 2000s. I know nothing about it other than Skeletor is a thing. And they made a bad live action movie. That's all I know oh, about this. Yeah. And there, was a, and there was a show I did technically watch in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I know this is going to be bad. I was not prepared for how bad it was. <laughs> And here's the thing. If you have nostalgia for this, I'm not knocking that. I can't knock that. I have right. no right to knock that because I love Power Rangers. But <laughs> this is pitiful, guys. I have to be I have to be honest. This is very pitiful. I'm giving it a three. So now that I have totally mm-hmm. sunk the battleship. <laughs> I think I, I've sunk her uh Madam Raz's flying airship. <laughs> what is your rating? Uh, I'm actually going to give it a little more grace, just a little more grace than you did. I'm going to give it a five. Okay. There, there again, I have a lot of nostalgia for this film. Uh, I see the flaws. It's got so many flaws. Let me funny. Uh, I, it has the redemption of the, of, uh, Adora coming, uh, un, coming into the light. And understanding like what the horde has done, and I enjoy that. I wish they would go back and redo this film and make it a better film, but I don't see Mattel doing that. Uh, I don't either. Oh, I don't think Mattel owns the rights to He Man anymore. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, they do. No, well, not no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am I totally. DreamWorks bought all of them. No, I'm sorry. And. Because these shows are made by DreamWorks. They they are made by DreamWorks. I, I completely agree with you. No, uh, no, uh, well, I felt like a really bad toy collector right now. Um, uh, yeah, Mattel, Mattel, like Mattel, Mattel owned, owned had the. I don't know if they're still doing. Yeah, it. Mattel still owns the rights to uh, still owns the right to the toys. Okay. So the, in that way, I'd be like, I do apologize for any toy collector who's just like, oh my gosh, what are you talking about, Hasbro? <laughs> but uh, no, it's like yeah, this this. They could have done better with this film. There, there's so much potential they could have done. So, like, even in the '80s, like, heck, you had Transformers the movie, which came out around the exact same time, and 
they could have done something so epic and so well done, but nope, they just spliced five episodes together and tried to make it work, and it didn't work very well. No, it didn't. But yeah, I'm, I'm still going to give it, you know, a grace of five that there's a lot of nostalgia there for me. And uh, I really can't look past that. It's I'll be like, it's, it's putting those goggles on. Yeah. I'm like Mantena, the character you you were talking Uh, about. Mantena. Okay. Mantena. It's like like, my eyes are bugged down. I I can't see anything else. Uh, But it's, oh my gosh. Like there's so many problems with this film and I, I wish and wish they would do something with it, but I don't think they're going to. They may in the future, but as it is now, we have this movie, and it's not very good. Uh, I have my likes, I had my severe dislikes, but I'm giving it a five. Alrighty, that brings us to the end of another episode, which yes. means we need to announce what our next movie is. Yes, and our next movie is a movie that Ty Burr of the Boston Globe called Wondrous. And David Anson of Newsweek said was one of the most wildly and disturbingly inventive animated movie fil- animated films he'd ever seen. I'm going to say what you just said at the beginning of this movie, this episode. What are you getting me into? <laughs> Paprika. Help. <laughs> I've only seen parts of this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, those are going to be fun. But the parts I've seen made me go... When we started this podcast, I was like, we'll have to do that at some point. (laughs) So, Paprika next week on the Cellcast. Yes. So, uh, anyway, you got anything else before we jump out of here? Uh, By the power of Grayskull. By the honor of love. By the power of love. These are the only words I memorize <laughs> because they said them 30,000 times. <laughs> anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you guys. This has been Drew. This is Jacob. And we'll catch you in the next frame. But Adam. Come, Jacob. We must prepare for next week. Prepare for what, Drew? Same thing we do every week, Jacob. Record a podcast. Oh boy! So where can they find you, Jacob? You can find me on Facebook at Jacob B. Heron. Also on Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. I don't get to it as often as I like, but uh, join me there. Also, you can find me on Instagram at Jacob B. Heron. On Twitter at Jacob Heron. And Letterboxd at Jacob Heron. So where can they find you, Drew? You can also follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759. Facebook as Drew Dodgen, uh, my Facebook page where you can see pictures I've taken at Drew's photo bin. You can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can email us at thecellcastpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cast underscore cell. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash thecellcastgaming. You can also follow us on YouTube at Cellcast. Listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and your favorite podcast directory. You can also listen to us on the Movie of the Week podcast with Jim Heron, where we talk about live action movies. And remember, Cell is a single, single L. L.